Hello, how are you guys? I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to episode number 22 of Listen, titled Take Number 22. Can we please just love ourselves already? I'm your host, Rupal Goyle, but you can call me Roops. This is a show where I give hot takes and social commentary on topics I really have no business giving hot takes about, but I do it anyway. Each week, I cover a different topic with a super cool and qualified featured guest. This week, I'll be chatting with my lovely guest, Mike Johnson, about self-love, confidence, positive self-talk, and growth after pain. We both get pretty deep, and we are both better for it. My guest this week is an Air Force veteran, best-selling author, proponent of self-love, and a fan favorite from season 15 of The Bachelorette. I am so excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. Now, without further ado, let's roll. Hello and welcome to Listen. I am so excited you're here. My face hurts from smiling. This is all very bizarre and surreal for me. Um, no, th- thank you for being here. And also, like, shout out to Mike for opening the DM in the first place. I am not one to slide into DMs. I don't have the internal self-confidence to do that. And the only time I had done that, <laughs> the, I had done that for the first time with my last guest, who's someone on TikTok. And when he opened that, I had to immediately go to bed because I didn't have it in me to respond appropriately at when that response came in like when yours came in, I responded immediately because I was like hands jittery like oh shit like if this is happening kind of thing this is this is for me um a highlight and a peak um so thank you for being here uh with your big smile and big energy this is super this is super exciting (laughs) first of all would you like to introduce yourself for those of the listeners listening who may not know yeah my name is Mike Johnson uh, I'm an Air Force veteran. Uh, I've been dumped on TV twice. And I am a best-selling independent author of a book called Making the Love You Want. Iconic. Also, owning being dumped on TV twice. Amazing. <laughs> Good. I once, I hope this person is listening, got dumped in the middle of the workday through text. And when that happened, I was like, no more no more men. Uh, Men are not allowed. I had to tell my team. I was like, hey, guys, I have to step away for 30 minutes. Got to take care of something personal. And then I went and I called my friends and I cried. (laughs) So 10 out of 10 to you. We all we all handle it in different ways. But I think the way you handled it was really good. Thank you. I thought so, too. Old me would have old me would have been, I mean, very different. That would have been a as a serial pushover i would have been like oh my god thank you so much for your text have a great life um oh, nah, you were nah. wonderful i said yeah. fuck that not anymore nah, nah. yeah that's doing too much i you know i'm afraid of hurting people's feelings but mike johnson best-selling author of making the love you want which is a treat and a delight to read let me tell you i learned so much about myself reading it and your exercises and the pointers you gave and the highlights in every chapter of what to do to incorporate everything you wrote into your life was so impactful. 
So thank you for being honest and vulnerable in your writing, because I mean, when you read it, your voice just shines. How was that writing process for you? I'm glad, thank you for saying that, because uh, I think that's one of the the best things to hear back, you know, for someone that's read your book is that it comes, it comes across my authentic voice. And I mean, that's just, it's just a wonderful feeling as an author to hear. Uh, for me, the writing process was drinking a, a bottle of wine <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes I may have a natural product in my hand and I just, I just, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, just, I just had to go for it. Uh, I like to write in the middle of the night, you know, like, Ooh, yes, because I feel in my brain, it just, I, it's kind of like psyching myself out. I, I want to, I can be more vulnerable when I think that everyone's asleep, right? Yes. And so for me, that, that was a way for me to just get my true authentic thoughts out while also saying, okay, I'm going to write this. You know, people have the ability to see this for the rest of my life. No matter what I do in life, you know, they can come back to this and use this negatively against me. And so the writing process was just, you know, get a little tipsy, get a little liquid courage and think that everyone's asleep in the house or in the world and just write it out. I would write on my laptop a lot, but then sometimes like you write in a certain passage, I just need to get get it on my phone. I'm sorry, on my, on my uh, pad. Yeah. And I completely agree with writing and doing things that are in the middle of the night feel more impactful, I think, because it's when everyone is asleep and you're so awake and creatively bouncing full of energy, it's just you and your thoughts. And I feel like in the world we live in right now where we're surrounded by, you know, people and social media and everyone's energy around you always kind of being alone with yeah. just you and yourself is such a privilege and a rarity that you can really that's only crazy. find that. That's, listen to what you just said. Being alone is such a privilege and a rarity, right? Uh, Pre-internet, no one would have ever thought that was feasible. Right? Yeah. Uh, people a, a lot of times ask, how is it being on the show without a cell phone? And I'm like, to be honest, that's a gift. Yeah. Like, at first, I ain't gonna lie, like the first two, three days, you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about to you. I, I know everything about you, bro. But then you start to learn how to have those conversations again. You start to learn how to be genuinely curious about someone more so than you are about who liked your post, right? Exactly. Or you know, who's resharing your tweet, whatever the case may be. Or did my TikTok pop off? You know, being present, being ha not having your phone allows you to be present in the moment. And that's when, when you could be present that's when you build connections with people more. Exactly. Being present, being open. And I think it's the fact that being alone with someone without the stressor of social media or the internet makes it so you're no longer a metric. And it's just your personality itself is what matters and not like the numbers that go with you. I love that you said that. That was beautifully said. You need to like quote that not being a metric. Um, I felt that because I remember one time some brand, you know, they wanted to work with me and they wanted to see my Twitter like numbers. Right. And I was like, this is so stupid. I'm like, Twitter is strictly meant to say whatever the hell you feel like saying. Yeah. And not everyone's going to, you know, relate to everything that you say. Right. And it made me feel as if I was merely a number. Like, 
oh, Mike gets this much imp impressions off of his tweets, right? And I'm like, Twitter is not for that, bro. Like, so I really appreciate that statement right there. Of course. And also, I mean, that's very amateur. Know your audience. Twitter is clearly yeah. not the platform to be measuring. Like, I have negative Twitter followers at this point. And everything yeah. I say on Twitter is purely for my own amusement. Mm -hmm. um, it's either to make myself laugh, make my close friends laugh, or say something um, outrageous to a celebrity and have them respond to me. And then my ego gets boosted for the day. It has absolutely no merit or value to my life. So the fact that right. people judge you for what you put on there, I couldn't. My self-esteem is too fragile. So kudos to you for not letting that hurt. Because I would have been like, mm, time to cry. No, I was just like, that's, I was like, no. What I post on tw Twitter is like, whatever F I feel like saying. <laughs> exactly. And I mean... But the thing is, is that I think that's the reason you are so good at what you do is because you don't take like you don't let the whole platform and the expectations of the platform dictate what you post and what you say. So that's how you can be the most authentic. Like if I was constantly being self-aware about what I posted and making sure I always use the right hashtags or the right content or the right filters. I would be living such a painful life because that's just like another curated aspect of my life that I have to monitor so closely. Like how, how do you hand like just, I mean, this is just like me thinking like, how do you handle that? Just the fact that because you're so public, you have to, you have to balance being authentic with still, I think, I guess, you know, maintaining your personal brand. Yeah. No, it's a, it's like my tattoo. I have a tattoo of a ballerina. On my arm and i think that i said well the tattoo means uh, there's beauty and balance in life i Love. talk about that in my book and if i feel like like today i said on twitter i was like y'all nasty because y'all not wearing your mask you, you like raw dog and out life out here you know <laughs> like, <laughs> right like i just didn't give a damn i wasn't thinking about no company you know <laughs> just felt like saying it you know oh my god uh, <laughs> let, let me go retweet that real quick. <laughs> it's real life. Like, you know, I'm just going to say whatever. But I, uh, the way I do it, I have the best peer group. And I, I genuinely mean that. Uh, my, my top tier friends, I think we all got like tiers of friends or whatever. But like my, a, my A1, day one homies, top mm -hmm. tier group, they keep me grounded. I can literally, right before going into Zoom with you, my homeboy sent me a, a a voice message and he was like bro we do like monthly check-ins now because that's nice when i did like when i was at when people were kind of debating if i should be the bachelor or peter should be the bachelor it was a, a lot of attention on me and him of course and my homeboy was always checking in with me he was like look this is what we're gonna do from now we're gonna have monthly check-ins right so we talk shit throughout the week or whatever, throughout the month. But then at the first of the month, I ask him, hey, bro, how you been doing? How's your family? How's your mom? You know, what's struggling with you? And that's the moment that we can be like truly authentic. And then today he just hit me and said, hey, I never thought to ask you, are you happy? Oh. Right. He was like, we know we check in, but he was like, bro, since this stuff has happened, are you happy? Right. And like to have a homie like that, I can give a F what the world says, you know, cause I got my day one homie still. Yep. And that's, that's what keeps me the way I am. 
Exactly. The people that remind you of your roots, keep you grounded, keep you sane, and you can be 100% yourself around them and know that, you know, what you put out there to them comes right back to you in spades. And I think like those relationships are so valuable. I know like for me, like you, like tears are definitely a thing. Like your A1, your A1 friends, like I have friends that when you're around different people, you give off different versions and shades of yourself, right? Like you're not, there are not that many people out there. I mean, for me, at least that I'm a hundred percent myself around. I mean, in different situations, right? Like there's a professional version, no, personal, but like you said, right? Like we have when I'm at the gym with my my gym group of friends, all we talk about is gym shit. You know, yep. It is what it is. Exactly. But like but like the people that are in your life, like the roots, the rooted folks. Oh yeah. Because you know, they said, you know, everyone's in your life for a season, a reason. Like you got the roots, you got the the, the branch, and then you got the people that are leaves that just they go with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Leaves not allowed. Leaves no not leaves allowed, allowed here. Leaves we allowed. only we only take branches and roots. You know, <laughs> it's it's the lack of self confidence for me that let me grow all of these shitty leaves into my life. Yeah. And it took so long for me to be like, be gone, leaves. Right. So I'm never gonna. I can't <laughs> keep making leaf references. You gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> but okay harsh pivot because i definitely want to talk about this um and get your thoughts and perspective on it but in your book you talk extensively about Mm self-love and compassion and how you can treat and train yourself to be better in that aspect and First of all, I mean, you start your book off just absolute banger material, okay? It's so good. It's so vulnerable. And then you just weave in your life experiences so beautifully um, that it had, I had to, you know, at certain points, shut it off and introspect Mm -hmm. and be like, ow, uncomfortable, but I have to do it because that's how you grow, right? You sit there and you sit with your thoughts and you sit with the ugly stuff and piece it you know, little bit by bit. But there's a quote you said, and I wanted to get your perspective on it. But you said, self-love begins when we observe our own actions and words with compassion. Mm -hmm. Facts. Which, I mean, it's facts, like mic drop. But why do we so brutally eviscerate ourselves when we make mistakes, but would never even dream of speaking that way to our friends or peers when they do that? Like, yeah. how, how do you, how do you navigate that type of experience? We, we don't do that to our friends because we're people pleasing, right? Yep. Uh, but we can do it to ourselves because shit, we, we're not, we don't think to please ourselves. That's not a, it's foreign, it's a foreign language. It's a foreign concept. I should please myself. Wow. You know, um, it, it's not something that we think of, right? Even speaking from an anatomy aspect, the human body is the, the dopest machine ever created. And we don't treat it right, you know? We do all these exterior things to be good for other people, but fail the interior things. It's, it's almost, it's really sad. A lot of people that have loved ones in their family, that people that they love the most, they give them the least amount of love. They rather go for, you could take me for instance, I love my grandma more than a whole lot of my homies, but I spend more time with my homies, right? You know, it is 
it's just real. It's a, it's a sad thing that we do. But to the to the point in regards to self-love within ourselves, I think honestly, people are apprehensive to be introspective because they know the people around them should not be around. They know the things that they're doing, they should not be doing, right? Like we're not dumbasses. Like every individual in the world knows, yo, come on, Mike, you could be doing better, right? You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. You should be doing that, right? But we, we are, and then on the flip side, we are extremely harsh upon ourselves. And that shit, that's the messed up part. We should, we need to have compassion within ourselves, right? I mean, I know I wrote it, but like, I, that's what we have to do in order to grow. In order, my, my newest tattoo, uh, I got it last year, it talks about, to me, what it means is uh, acceptance and forgiveness. And then I have a man on top of a mountaintop, a silhouette, which means growth, right? Yep. And so the way that we grow is to take ourselves with passion, compassion, right? Is to look at those things that we've done and not obliterate ourselves. Because once we obliterate ourselves, it's just like if someone else obliterated us. We don't want to grow from that. We want to just go into a small corner, right? Uh, that's why we have to do it. I would say the reason that we do come at ourselves so harshly is because the people that we idolize, we swear they never do. When them MFers going through the same issues, the same things. I know firsthand. <laughs> that's so true. It's, you don't even like you can't even sometimes imagine the folks that you put on pedestals um, making mistakes. And so you become your harshest critic because everyone around you is so perfect that even the tiniest infraction feels like an earthquake. And that, that can be so damaging to your self-esteem, your psyche, the way you love yourself and the way you view yourself in the world. So I think absolutely compassion and empathy for me would make everyone's lives so much easier just it would amongst yourself because once you start once you start hurting yourself so much from a self-talk right the way you speak to yourself if you continue to speak to yourself with such criticism you yourself are like preventing yourself from growing exactly once you do that so much you start believing that you really start believing that crap you know and it's, it's not good i talk about the uh my mantras in the book yeah those mantras are real yeah look in the mirror say it to yourself and remind yourself i have (laughs) i have a sticky note on my mirror right now that i had written when i was in eighth grade and it has a little flower and it says smash the patriarchy in terrible handwriting and i moved houses multiple times went to college, came back, graduated, and I still kept it in my little box of keepsakes because I thought it was one at the time I was like, oh, cringe looking at this every day. But now I'm like, that's exactly what the hell I'm going to do is show up, smash it, go home and do it again the next day. Just reminding yourself, right? And that's also rooted, just the inherent act of getting the courage to do something like that is rooted in self-love. If you don't love yourself fully and you don't respect just the person you are and have become and accept it, then how are you going to carry forward and progress? That's the thing right there. So many people don't respect themselves. So they allow themselves to do whatever, right? Loving yourself is respecting yourself. Yep. You know, you, you can't have one without the other. You have to have respect for yourself to, in order to do certain things. Exactly.
And I mean, that ties in really well to something you said about awareness. Uh, Zing, another annotation, but you can and will do whatever you set your mind to. And you won't rec- you won't rise to the occasion and demonstrate your greatness if you believe you will fail. And that ties in, I think, really well to what you said about if you keep internalizing negative self-talk, then how are you going to continue to smash the patriarchy? <laughs> exactly. How are you, right? You won't, you won't be able to. I think of that, uh, what you just said, I compare that always to a quote that one of my football coaches said to me when I was in high school. He said, the best athletes have the absolute worst memory. And what he meant was, if I drop the ball or Odell Beckham Jr. drops the ball, they better forget that they did that, right? Because that self-talk, they're going to drop the next ball, you know? And so if I'm a a, 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 doctor, a medical student, right? And I, I don't get an A on my test. I have to like, let that be out of my mind because if I continue to focus on that, I won't be able to focus on my studies, right? And so I have to focus on the here and now, be present again, give myself compassion over that, definitely work my ass off even harder because I got respect for myself to do it. And it's also that I like what you said about, you know, having to not having a good memory. Because, you know, I've had those nights where I'm sitting in bed trying to go to sleep and suddenly my brain's like, here's a highlight reel of the top 10 most embarrassing moments of your childhood (laughs) on repeat. And you're like, what have I done to deserve this? And it's, you know, remembering that our humanity is the most beautiful thing. And that includes making mistakes and learning and growing, and it's totally okay to fail. I um, mean, have yeah. a highlight reel of embarrassing moments because if I you didn't, it makes, it fun, right? it makes you human. It makes you like you can connect with people more, and, and then you laugh at yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like, did that? Oh my god! I cried over this boy. I cried over this girl for this long. <laughs> like, really? Right. Yeah. Right. Like I had to remind myself. It's like not no man on the internet is worth shit. I have to remind myself. It's like, why are you sitting here simping over these people? Who (laughs) cares? Just do what you got to do. Live your life move on. And that has helped me so much. Just reminding myself that I am my favorite person. Um, And that's, that's what's going to get me there. You know, when you say I am my favorite person, that's such an attractive thing because you become to exude that. And then by continuing to know that you are your favorite person, you exude it. You then help other people without even trying. Like you're doing something positive for them just because you walked in your presence, your poise, your your just pure love of self and respect of self literally is shining around other people like can pick up on that like wow i want to be around her you know it's so cool thanks i hope that's if you're my friends listening that better be the response you have (laughs) (laughs) when i walk into a room is just sheer excitement but that's awesome i mean like you had said you know self-love rooted in that trust and honesty grows into self-confidence and you can't be that confidence you know bad bitch persona until you fully love every aspect of yourself even the gross shit which you i mean you dive pretty deep into your book with you know the like aspects of your past and your relationships and 
everything you've been through to grow. So what advice would you give to someone who's kind of grappling with something kind of ugly and for them to have to move forward? Like, what would your tips be for that? To embrace it. The, the emotions that you're feeling are real. Don't let no one tell you that it's bullshit. Like, I can write a book on self-love, but like I also speak in my book that it's not a perfect paradigm, right? We're all still working toward it. And so I let an individual know, no matter what the issue is, no matter what the issue, there are things that I've been through that, you know, I wouldn't want upon my worst enemy. And so I would say, embrace that. And then, because we used to say in the military, embrace the suck. And what that means is, know how that feels. Because when you make it through, you know for damn sure you don't want to go back to that again. So learn from that, right? I would tell the individual, I'd laugh, you know, laugh at it, uh, put on some comedy. That's literally what I've done in the past situations. I would literally turn on Netflix and go to comedy genre and just watch some comedy crap because um, I, I was unable to find anything. So I would just put on funny stuff. I inundated my brain with the things that I want to become. Right. And so I would tell that to someone. Uh, don't don't just talk to yes men or yes women. Don't don't talk to those individuals. Uh, em embrace the suck. Embrace the situation. Laugh at it, knowing that I swear when I stop simping over this goddamn dude, it will not happen again. Right. You know, and learn that I say embrace it. I continue to say embrace it because once you get through it, and baby, you will get through it. Know that you remember all those things because you actually felt it. You allowed yourself to feel it in comparison to trying to drown. I see a lot of people, they try to drown it with a substance and or sleeping around and or doing this, that, and the third, right? All that does is prolong it. So maybe 10, 20, 30 years down the road, it comes out in a horrible way, right? Yeah. That's why I'm big on embracing that stuff, embracing that crap, knowing that those emotions are real and knowing that you're going to laugh one day. I, to be honest, I, one of my saddest times in my life, I've actually laughed about it now. I've never said that before this very second. I literally have been like, what the hell was I thinking? What? Boy, you tripping. Like, right? <laughs> like, you know, it, it, but it's just funny because I've had I've had hard times in the past saying um, when people say things happen for a reason, right? That's been extremely hard for me at times because I've been through a lot of the suck and I've had to embrace that suck. Yep. But the beautiful thing is now I'm writing on how to embrace that suck and how to level up from that. And I'm helping other people's lives, right? So for me, the reason I had to go through it was that I can empower somebody else. Exactly. And that's, I think that there's so much power and like respect and admiration I have for people that use their past experiences to, you know, further change and positive growth as, as someone who myself, you know, I try to champion um, positive mental health and diversity at work through my, um, you know, activities at work that I do outside of my day-to-day -day job where I focus on helping, you know, young folks in the organization deal with their mental health and the intersectionality of diversity and mental health as someone who has, you know, at times really poor mental health and poor coping mechanisms, just to know that 
I can be someone who, for someone who could be facing that and doesn't know that there are resources out there, being that support system rooted in these experiences that I've had that are different, I think that's so valuable for people. So everything you're doing, using your platform to enact change and enact really important positive changes, I mean, snaps for you for that because that's really hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, really, really hard, at times super painful, um, but I think ultimately the most rewarding. It, it's the most rewarding. That's how I look at it. That's my brain. That's all I think about. What, what's going? This is the best reward. Cool, right? Like you got to go through it to get to it. I, that was one of my last IG posts. I put that in there. You got to, in order to get to it, you got to go through it. You know? Like this time last year, I was uh, new to my company. Um, I graduated May 2019 and was thrust into the universe, uh, moved to New York City, did all the things that I wanted to do that felt very much out of my comfort zone and was simultaneously dealing with, I, I think, some of the worst mental health I've had. And looking back, like you said, I laugh. I'm like, wow, this was some real trivial shit that I was blowing up in my brain because negative self-talk sometimes makes you polarize right? It's, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. This is the scariest thing. This is going to ruin my career. This is going to ruin my friendships. And then you, as long as you persevere and come out the other side, like even at work, there were times at work where I was just like, okay, one more shitty week and I am quitting. And my family was like, you did not come this far and work this hard to let these 24 hours dictate how you treat the rest of your life. Yeah. That's, like, that's big right there. I want to, you know, speak on that. That's really big. So many of us allow emotions that aren't going to stay with us forever, control forever outcomes, right? Uh, so I know, I think it's what Warren Buffett may have said it. Uh, if it's not going to work, if it's not going to matter, matter five years from now, don't give it five minutes of thought. Yes. I had, <laughs> I had to come off unmute to be like, yes. That's so important. It's why would you let one garbage experience ruin everything for you? Why would you do that? It's it's just not worth it. There's so much beauty out there that you still have to witness. Like if I had taken, if I had let my one shitty day in New York ruin New York for me forever, that would have barred me from so many beautiful things to come down the road, right? That's growth exactly. for people to be able to not, I don't want to say bottle their emotion, but to be able to not make a, a, a possible life-altering decision based on a current emotion. That's, that, that's a maturity in and of itself. Exactly. You should never make decisions when you're super angry, super upset, um, or, I mean, there are a lot of extremes, right? I know I, I myself have you know, temperament issues sometimes where I get really angry, I get really upset, and I'm like, okay, scorched yeah. earth. Um, let's go about <laughs> to ruin some lives. And then I have to take a step back. It's like, okay, who is this hurting the most in the end? It's going to be me. Why would I say this? Why would I do this? It's like in the heat of the moment, when you say something bad to your family, when you say something disrespectful to a friend, and then you take the time with a cool head and you're like, okay, that was really garbage of me. Here's how to make amends here. Here's how to move on. You know, what's easier than doing that is just taking the initial 10 seconds to take a breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that 
Yes. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, just please, you know, <laughs> meditate, <laughs> center yourself. Breathing exercises have saved myself from bad anxiety. Um, no, what I do, I don't, I don't, I do like this. Like I rub my ears. Oh my God. Me too. Okay. Me too. I, uh, it's actually, um, I think it's really helpful pressure point, like the top of your ear, like the inside of your earlobe. Um, I rub that when I get real nervous and it helps a lot. I think maybe it's just the fact that someone's touching me and it's me, but it feels like <laughs> it's a comforting presence or something. It's kind of like when people do this where they, I saw it on TikTok and it's ruined my life, but where you like cross your hands and you touch your face like this and it feels like someone else is touching you. We're so touch starved, Mike. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm even looking at myself doing it. It's really weird. It's weird. Super weird. But if you like do it and just like caress yourself, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. I was doing it. I did it for the first time and I got really upset. I was like, is this what it feels like <laughs> to have human emotion and human interaction while I'm home alone with my family? But I mean, <laughs> you know, we live and we learn. I think a lot of valuable experience comes from pain and strife yeah, definitely so if we had a uh if the world was a utopia it would be so boring we would not be able to through pain creativity comes right yep. and i've never said that before either through pain creativity comes and in order to go through pain you can't have a utopia world right exactly. a lot of our favorite athletes rest in peace kobe i speak about him in my book he took pain it made it greatness, right? And so the, the same thing, when I became rookie of the year, when I was a financial advisor, I took the heartache from my ex-relationship and put that into drive, right? And so pain, not in the moment, of course, but in retrospect, pain can, if done properly, like if you handle it properly and get over it and get through it properly, can be a good thing. Now, with that being said, I want to caveat that there are certain things that I wish upon no one, absolutely anyone at all, right? You can learn and grow with a, a way milder pain. So exactly. I want people to know that. Right? I'm not saying, yo, any pain is a good pain. No, that's, no. that's fucking dumb. But with that caveat, I do think that we can grow. And it's, I think it's, you know, using any sort of strong emotion, pain, anger, hate, stress, whatever, and using that to fuel you know, positive growth and change, using it to motivate you is much different than letting it hamper or eat you away, right? You know, one of the things about strong emotions that you just said, it made me think about what just took place in our country in regards to the political system, mm -hmm. uh, despite whatever side you're on, right? Um, with those strong emotions that our presidency gave us, again, despite whatever side you're on, the sad thing about having extreme emotion that is that it can at times make you blind by how you're coming across to someone. Uh, on again, both sides of the house. Uh, I know where I lie, but that having so much extreme emotion in regard to somebody can be negative in the fact that you're actually pushing people away. I mean, you may be extremely strong emotionally about change, but the way that you're coming across, right? For example, you could take my church growing up. They were extreme in the sense of making every individual a Christian, right? And so someone someone may feel apprehensive to go to the altar, 
or someone may feel apprehensive because they may feel judged. And so I think that all of us, no matter what extreme level we are on, when you think that you're being extreme positively, you at times may hinder your growth and the growth of others because you may push them away. It's an interesting phenomenon that it's like toxic positivity, yes. toxic, you yes. know, extremism, right? Where you, some people, I mean, I am myself guilty of this at times of using extreme amounts of positivity to hide or to blanket the really negative emotions. Cause it's like, if I put on Instagram, like a cute little pastel post on my story about how life is beautiful and everything is rosy, but I am feeling like straight garbage. I am doing absolutely nothing to address the root cause. Right. right. And it becomes like a, it becomes a little bandaid. Correct. That's why, that's why I made sure I talk about the stupid shit that I've done in my book. Cause I want people to know that, Hey, yes, you know, me cause I'm positive, but Lord Jesus, it was a journey. Exactly. <laughs> right? And it's something, I mean, there's something to be said, right, about people that are so radiant and, you know, effervescent and positive in the world, having experienced really negative, horrible things in their lives and using that and learning from it. And instead of becoming dark folks or, you know, the supervillains of their life, actually using that and becoming heroes for others, that is a really, really hard um, an amazing thing to do. And it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of growth um, and self like self inspection, self reflection. So, I mean, I mean, you, you talk about this a lot, but knowing like your honesty and being honest about yourself and experience and, you know, trusting the evolution of who you are is so important in kind of evolving into your final form, if you I like will. That. I like that. So, so I love that. I mean, I have, there's so many things I felt reading this book, right? I, I really thought a lot about your section on how life is the little things. And I think this is a good transition, right? About evolution, because you mentioned about how it takes time, right? To become the person you want to be. And you can't really be so hard on yourself right now because you'll get there eventually. How, how was that for you? Like, taking the time to learn about yourself and taking the energy to remind yourself that growth is a journey. That's hard for me. I ain't gonna lie. It's still hard. <laughs> Everywhere I've gone, people have always said, I'm like a horse that wants to just roam and just run. And they're trying to hold back the reins because they're going to take me to it. That's like how my peers have described me lots of times in the past. And so I'm <laughs> I wrote that for me. <laughs> I needed to know that. Right? You wrote uh, it for me. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> That's I need that as well. I do that because I have a, a, a we're talking about my book that I put out. But again, if it wasn't for those the experiences that I've gone through, this wouldn't be so good. If I just was able to jump and skip all these fat, all these steps and fast forward and get to this point it wouldn't come across as authentic, right? It wouldn't come across when you read my book as in my voice. And so that's what I continue to remind myself. Like you have to go through these steps, right? One of my goals is a financial goal. And I see all you little freaking TikTokers, millions of dollars of endorsements. I'm like, bro, <laughs> 16, homie, right? But I have to know in my head that I'm on my journey, right? Exactly. If, you, if you ever read the book, uh, The Alchemist, right? Uh, I'm, I'm on my, my path. I'm on my journey. And so that's the true beauty is knowing that 
it's not the end destination. It's truly not the end destination because once you get to that end destination, I'm on a beach sipping a drink. I'm thinking about all the things that have taken place, right? Yes. You know, you become the CEO and or founder. You're laughing at all the shit that you had to go through to in order to get there. If you just get skipped right up to the top elevator, you don't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> exactly. You really don't. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm the boss. <laughs> and I mean, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it Something is. Something I have to tell myself constantly and i mean the age of obviously social media but also professional social media like linkedin scrolling through linkedin is so painful because <laughs> it's every other person's like oh my god i got this amazing job i got this amazing career oh my gosh i just got a promotion and yeah, that's how about facebook exactly oh, oh my, my god. god i'm married oh my god i have a baby i'm like oh my- <laughs> <laughs> i literally I can say this because not a single soul in my family in India is going to listen because they never do. But the other day, my grandma, she was on the phone with me and it's my, my birthday is coming up soon. And so she was Happy like, oh, thank you. December 30th. December 27th. Oh, birthday yeah. buddies. <laughs> oh, so you know how it feels. My mother, I know you're listening. If I get one present again this year, <laughs> it's over. You're throwing hands, mom. <laughs> We're throwing, th- hands. <laughs> throwing hands because I live in the same house now. <laughs> but I was on the phone with my grandma and she was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, oh, just your love and blessings, which is what I always say. And she was like, how about a man? And I was like, what? <laughs> whoa, 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 grandma, back, back. <laughs> Calm but down. I love you. Calm down. <laughs> right? And, you know, she was like, what about, what about a guy? Like, what about a dude? What if I just find someone? I'm like, okay, first of all, pump the brakes. Yeah. Second of all, no. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not. just not a thing. And then later she's like backtracking. She was like, I was just joking, you know? And I, I was like, no, I was weren't. like, okay, now I realize you weren't joking when my grandpa chimed in with, we have a nest egg waiting for your big fat Indian wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God. Like, guys. So, you know, reminding yourself, like what you said about seeing people getting married on Facebook hits so deep, like seeing my you. peers, like years and years in relationships. And I'm like, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just yeah, having I a just good gotta time. I just got to say, Indian weddings are the absolute best wedding. Oh, for sure. Hands down. Like if I married an Indian girl, like we, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's it's like, gonna, listen. Can I just have the party without the guy? Like <laughs> party without the guy. Can I do that? Can I as use... grandma? As grandma. <laughs> grandma would murder me <laughs> if I even <laughs> suggested that. Big fat Indian weddings. Don't worry. I'll send you an invite if it ever happens. Yes, who knows yes. at this point? My parents were like, do what you gotta do, be who you wanna be. My grandma's like, that's not an option. It's 25 <laughs> or die. My yeah. mom is starting to ask for uh, my mom and my father. Wow. Are starting to ask for like grandkids. They're starting grandkids. They're starting to throw their hints out. I'm like, look, we'll get there when we get there. Okay. <laughs> yes, Come yes. on. Let a let the girl live. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, you're kicking ass and taking names. It's fine. The right person will come when they come, is what I tell myself when I'm like doom scrolling through hinge. Um, yes. is oh, it'll happen when it happens. 
right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And COVID is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it gives me time to figure my shit out uh, without needing validation from others. And it's a curse because now I cannot receive validation from others in person and requires me to figure my shit out. So, I, to, I like that because it's, it's, that's facts, right? I think COVID is a blessing because I have such an excuse to not do things now. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, bro, bro, you know, it's COVID. I'm kind of scared. I think I'm going to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? In a pandemic? You yeah, I'm like, a pandemic? I can't say nothing to you. like, I guess they got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I was, they're like, you. it's just a Zoom call. I was like, in a pandemic? Uh, no, thanks. I'm going to sleep in instead. It's, it's, it's just a Zoom call. You know about that? It's a pandemic. I don't want to get it via the Zoom. There's, you know, it's data viruses happen yeah, over the internet too <laughs> the internet now you know like they can hack into the zoom i don't want to do it <laughs> i honestly like i thought i was an ambivert and then lockdown happened and i am absolutely an introvert it's i have no desire seeing people is nice if it happens like yeah. i have to be really careful because my mom is immunocompromised so i'm extra extra cautious but when people like for example, I had a friend who she's actually the woman who co-hosts my other bachelor related episodes that I do sometimes. Lauren Evans, shout out my real wife. Um, oh, shout out, shout out. <laughs> um, Lauren works at tech and uh, at Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech has free testing. And so she got tested multiple times for coming to see me, which first of all, iconic behavior, like doing that to see your friend. Amazing. And we sat in the parking lot of an ice cream parlor for three hours. And it was like the greatest day of my life. But after that one day was over, I was like, okay, I've hit my quota. I don't really need to see anyone else. It's true. It really <laughs> is. I feel you right there. It's <laughs> so true. And I yeah. think like tying that back to self-love, I think, you know, because we always have to. Hey, know yourself. Know, exactly. Knowing yourself, know yourself and being comfortable being alone because there's a difference between being alone and being lonely there oh god yes absolute complete difference you can be alone not lonely at all lonely is a mindset Ooh. alone is just a, a place of where you are currently i gotta write that down oh that's so good lonely is a mindset i mean i used to think i was alone when i was just lonely and then when i started thinking more about how i am a great date to myself. <laughs> Taking myself out is super fun. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. I've done it a lot in 2020, taking myself out. I mean, I did it a lot in New York when like it's totally normal for me to go out to the movies alone and go out to eat alone, but it was so uncomfortable at first. I just can't do it. Like nah, you gotta take yourself out because you can never do your you can never do yourself wrong. Me personally, I don't like to, I don't like people talking in the movie theater, right? I so hate it. I'll take myself out. I ain't got to worry about nobody else talking in the movies and me saying, shut up. Have you ever been to a museum alone? I haven't been to a museum alone. <gasps> it will change your life. You will never want to go to a museum with anyone else ever again once you do it now alone. You have to go to the Anne Frank Museum. It is in the Netherlands. It is the best hands down, best ever. ever. Amazing. And that, I feel like doing that alone is going to be impactful. Just like taking the time. Yeah, it will. Like legit, it definitely will. 
gosh oh I love it I also love like I hate because I'm such a pushover if people want to do things and I don't necessarily want to do them I will go along with the ride anyway to seem agreeable but I have I can be an asshole alone <laughs> like no one's gonna judge me. Agreeable to an extent, and then you gotta be like, "Look, now, <laughs> I ain't trying to see that Okay? <laughs> it's like there's a quote that I don't know if you've seen John Mulaney's specials on Netflix, but mm-hmm. oh my gosh, if you like comedy, John Mulaney's um, Netflix comedy specials are top tier. But he right. makes this joke where he was like. I'm the kind of person where you could pour soup in my lap and I'd probably apologize to you. And <laughs> that is, that is exactly how I operate. No, no, no. That's too sweet. Too sweet. Listen, well, I want to be respectful of your time. You have any last minute commentary before we head off? Um, <laughs> just get just get put on your favorite PJs and run around the house, you know, with your music on and scream at the top of your lungs. It'll always make you happy. Done. I got my <laughs> night routine now. Done. I got my night okay. Well, Mike Johnson, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for joining me with your giant smile <laughs> and exciting personality. This has been such a joy. Yes. Same, same for me. Thank you. No, thank you. This is going to become a circle jerk of thank yous if I don't stop. I'm stopping. No more thank yous. No more thank yous. Uh, well, thank you. So- oh, my Jesus. I, I, st- I appreciate you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate you for being here. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. And there you have it, folks. If you ever have any questions about self-love, self-care, positive and negative self-talk, or just handling your mental health and well-being, please don't hesitate to reach out because I know these are really weird, interesting times. And I just want you guys to know that I am always here for you and ready to listen, pun fully intended. And as always, thanks for joining me this week on Listen!, Make sure to visit my Twitter page at Listen with Roops, the Instagram at Listen with Roops, or my Facebook, which is also, as you have probably guessed it, at Listen with Roops. Thank you so much again. Stay safe, stay indoors, and have a wonderful rest of your week.